God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy. Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm in the sanctuary where the color is red and the day is Pentecost. I'm standing by the baptismal font. Yes, we talk a lot about water in the Christian church. Our life begins in water and in baptism we are born into the church. This morning, we are going to encounter water and fire, and I have the opportunity right now to play with fire. We usually don't think of fire and water coexisting, but on this story today, they kind of do. The Pentecost story tells us that 2,000 years ago on this day, divided tongues as a fire appeared among them. Now, I'm not really sure what that means, but I'm attempting to add a little fire to the service that we might enter the mystery and the miracle of Pentecost. That day, 2,000 years ago, the movement of the Spirit, and soon there were 3,000 baptisms that followed. Now, where did that take place? Well, most likely it was on the southern steps of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem when astronaut Neil Armstrong toured Israel after his historic moonwalk, he stood on the steps near the Holda Gate. He asked his guide if Jesus had walked on these steps, and the guide assured him that he had. He said, these steps have not moved in 2,000 years. Certainly, Jesus walked right here. Armstrong, overcome with emotion, said, I'm more excited stepping on these stones and stepping on the moon. Welcome to worship. Welcome to Pentecost. I'm going to keep playing with fire. You join Carl in our opening hymn, Spirit of Gentleness. Restlessness, stir me from passiveness. Weird. 
that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. Spirit of gentleness, blow through our church, sweep into our lives, heal our nation, and heal our world. May our eyes and ears be open to your leading, to your word, to your grace, to your calling. Blessed be a blessing. Inspire us to service. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Judy Smith, master photographer and super grandmother and longtime member of the church, is going to read our lesson for us. Judy, over to you. The lesson is from Psalms 104. O oh Lord, how manifold are your works in wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there. Living things both small and great. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have been. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Judy, and give our love to Dwight. Now we pause for a piece of special music with Carl. Thank you. 
so many tongues. How can this be happening? How can this be true? That the God of love is known by me and you. Once it was so not have been perfect, but it was something we could count on till he came along and shook up, shook down all the ways we were, till he shook up, shook down everything we knew was right. So many story needs to be told. This side of the Jesus story, it is the most important story in the New Testament. It has been called the birthday of the Christian church. Giving birth, as you probably know, is dangerous and painful, 
and unpredictable. And in some ways, it seems that the disciples would have been better off, might we say, without Pentecost. They could have fished their way into old age. They could have reveled in the romantic recall about the good old days with Jesus and lived out their days in peace. After Pentecost, the disciples would go to the ends of the earth. They preached, taught, loved, and served as Jesus had taught them. And the result? They all died of unnatural causes. They were imprisoned. They were beaten. One was exiled. The rest died at the end of a sword or upside down on a cross. They were persecuted for preaching Jesus Christ. Now they helped build, birth the church. And the result? Well, we are here. 8,000 miles from Jerusalem and 2,000 years later, we are here proclaiming Jesus Christ, serving the community, and reaching out in love near and far. They birthed the church. And the result? Hospitals, orphanages, schools, nursing homes, and relief agencies are found in every corner of the world. A global network of good in the name of Jesus. Pentecost. The story needs to be told. So what happened on Pentecost? What was Pentecost all about? What was God up to then, and what is God up to now? Let's enter the biblical story together and see if we can find some answers. Forty days after Easter, Jesus ascended into heaven, Ascension Day. He was gone. They expected him to return quickly, but he did not. He was gone, and he would not return now for thousands of years. Jesus was gone. He got out of the way that the church might be birthed. He got out of the way that his message might spread to the ends of the earth. The ascension story ends with the words, they returned to Jerusalem. Jesus ascended into heaven, and they, the disciples, returned to Jerusalem. Ten days later, that is, 50 days after Easter, 50 days after the Jewish Passover, 50 days later, the nations of the world would gather. They would gather in Jerusalem to celebrate the Spring Harvest Festival. Jerusalem was filled with pilgrims from every Jewish village and hamlet around the Mediterranean. Where did they come from? Well, look at the projection. Do you see Israel there? That's right, Israel is that tiny little landmass about the size of New Jersey that connects Africa and Asia and Europe. Israel was at the crossroads of the ancient world. This tiny strip of ground sat at the intersection of culture, information, and trade. They had come to Jerusalem. Where had they come from? The book of Acts tells us that they came from Cyrene and Crete and Egypt and Judea and Arabia and Elam and Media. They came from the Parthenian Empire, from Mesopotamia, Cappadocia, Pontus, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Asia, and Rome. Where did they come from? They came from Greece and Turkey and North Africa and Italy and Asia. These were religious people, hundreds of thousands of religious people who entered Jerusalem wearing the clothes of their culture, speaking in their own languages, bringing news from their part of the world. They came in all shapes and colors to Jerusalem. It was the fe festival of Pentecost, and all the world, it seems, had come to the holy city of Jerusalem. Well, there you have it. The stage is set. The disciples are waiting in Jerusalem. Jesus had told them to go there. They have been promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. They waited. The world gathered. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. The sound filled the room, 
and then there was fire. The fire posed no threat to them. No, the fire would inspire awe. Then the followers of Jesus began to speak. And they spoke in languages other than their own. They spoke in the languages of Egypt and Arabia and Asia and Italy. Their words were not unintelligible, not at all. In fact, just the opposite was true. They spoke in the tongues of other lands, and the pilgrims gathered in Jerusalem heard in their own languages, heard in their own languages the gospel of Jesus Christ. As you might imagine, it tells us that all were amazed, and they were perplexed. Some were offended, and some doubted. Some claimed that the followers of Jesus were drunk. Then Peter stood up in their midst. He took the handheld mic and he began to preach for all he was worth. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him. The Holy Spirit inspired his words. He told them of the life and death of Jesus. He spoke of the, mir of the miracles of the rabbi and of his teachings of grace. And he proclaimed the resurrection of the dead on Easter. Now when they had heard this inspired preaching, they were cut to their heart. They called out to Peter and the other disciples saying, What then should we do? Please tell us what to do. Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you. Your sins will be forgiven. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will be birthed into a new life. The promise is for you and for your children and for all the children of the world. And you know what happened next? They came to the water. They came to be baptized. They took off the garments of their culture, and they put on the clothes of Christ. Thirty people were baptized, and then thirty more, and then a hundred more. And before the day was done, three thousand were baptized. Amen. What a story. The church had been birthed. But the most important part of the story is yet to come. The mysterious moving of God's Spirit had changed their lives. But what happened next would change the world. What happened next? They went home. They went home. They went home to Egypt and Cyrene. They went home to Turkey and they went home to Rome. They returned to their villages and their hamlets, and as they did so, all of their neighbors came up. They said, hey, Nome, how was your trip? Was the pilgrimage all that you had hoped? Did anything out of the ordinary happen, or was it just the same old church stuff? And the 3,000 who had left Jerusalem and headed to their homes said, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about grace. Let me tell you the story that will change your life and change the world. Yes, the Pentecost story needs to be told. The Pentecost story needs to be shared. This side of Jesus, it is the most important story in the New Testament. And it is a story of gathering and scattering. It is a story of amazing diversity and inclusivity. All nations, all tongues, all races, all colors, every single human being and community is precious to God. Gathering and scattering. Well, for the better part of 14 months, we have been scattered, mostly scattered, rarely gathered. We've been isolated, hiding behind closed doors and masks. Like a single charcoal briquette that is removed from the others in the fire, many among us have lost their fire, or their energy, or their spirit, or perhaps even hope. You see, we were created to live in community, to take turns picking up the grieving and the broken, Gathering is a part, a critical part of our DNA. For 14 months, 14 long and uncertain pandemic months, 
we were mostly scattered. And our country was scattered too. Fear ruled the day. Insecurity ruled the night. Death consumed loved ones and grief was an unwelcomed companion. The pandemic led to a lack of compassion and sensitivity and human decency. Now the journey ahead for us will not be smooth, we know that. Progress never moves in a straight line, not in this fallen world. No, it's much more complicated than that. But thanks to science, thanks to human persistence, thanks to cooperation and ingenuity with a nod to capitalism, those who were created in the image of God have used the tools of science to achieve a miracle. And this highly effective vaccine is nothing short of a miracle. Yes, we shall overcome. But the question that faces us now is what shall we become now? Blessed to be a blessing. How will we move forward from this pandemic? How will we live in peace and justice with our neighbors near and far? And when we leave this planet, what kind of a country and what kind of a world will we leave to our children and grandchildren? I'd like to end by returning to our story, the story that needs to be told. The miracle of Pentecost was not that people were speaking in a variety of languages. Since the Tower of Babel, people had been speaking in a variety of languages in many tongues. The pilgrims who filled the city of Jerusalem, dressed in their cultural attire, also spoke in the languages of their native land. The miracle of Pentecost was in the hearing. The text says each one heard them speaking in their native language. This was not about confusion. This was not about babbling or intoxicated religious fanatics. The miracle of Pentecost was in the hearing. The good news was preached, words were spoken, and the miracle was in the hearing. My friends, my now gathered and soon to be scattered friends, we need to pray that we may be a part of the Pentecost miracle. Join me in praying for the miracle Pentecost to descend upon our church and our families and our marriages and our neighborhood and our nation and our lives. What am I talking about? Well, we seem to be unable to hear each other. Everyone is talking and no one's listening. Everyone is talking and no one hears. And the result is dysfunction, discord, demonization, and disrespectful discourse, if we can even call it discourse at all. Is it a discourse when no one is listening? Now, you've heard me say this before, if you were listening. God gives us a clue in the careful, thoughtful, intentional engineering and design of our human bodies. Do you think that it was an accident of engineering that God gave us two ears and only one mouth? The miracle of Pentecost was in the hearing. Now, I've had couples in my office for marriage counseling in the past, and regularly I have to stop the conversation for a moment, and to say, wait, 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 did you even hear what she just said? Are you really listening, or are you just framing your next point to the argument? You see, everyone is talking, and everyone is talking over the top of each other, and very few are listening. There are very few open-eared, open-minded people 
among us. So let me ask you, when was the last time that you learned something while listening to yourself talk? Have you ever understood yourself or some issue better by listening to yourself talk? Two ears, one mouth. The miracle of Pentecost was in the hearing. See, here's the reality. I don't know what it's like to be a minority in the United States. I don't know what it's like to flee my home for fear of starvation or violence. I have no idea what it means to live in a country like Israel where your neighbors wish your destruction. I have no idea what it's like to live in Palestine under the oppressive arm of a brutal government, or might I even say two brutal governments, Hamas and Israel. I do not know what it's like to be a black man stopped by the police in my car. I don't know what it's like to be on food stamps or disabled or addicted. I don't know what it's like to be pregnant and living with food scarcity, unsure how I'm going to be able to provide for the children I currently have, much less one more. You see, the only life journey that I have any blurry understanding of is my own. I don't know what it's like to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. But I can tell you with great certainty that I am never going to have a more informed appreciation of the joys and sorrows, the burden and life experiences of my neighbor by listening to my own voice or by voicing my own opinion. There must be more humility as we engage with each other. There must be more compassion and patience and kindness and open-mindedness as we intentionally listen to each other. The author Stephen Covey said, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. Most people listen with the intent to reply. Pentecost marked the birth of the church, and it began with hearing. The miracle of hearing will open our hearts and our minds to better understanding and to a more abundant life and a more abundant existence for all of God's people. Yes, the story needs to be told. Can we find ourselves in the story? Can we be Pentecost people? gathered in this place, and scattered then to our schools, to our workplaces, and to our clubs. Can we, can we this week be more intentional in our listening, less judgmental in our thinking, and more open in our pursuit of understanding? Jesus said, the truth will set you free. May we listen carefully and with intention that we might be set free. The Pentecost story needs to be told because it's the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Carl's going to sing for us. When you send forth your spirit, we are renewed, we are renewed. When you send forth your spirit, we are renewed, we are renewed. Manifold your works, O God of might, maker of the earth, the air, the light. Waters great and wide and all therein, creatures that abide, let life begin. When you send forth your spirit, we are renewed, we are renewed. When you send forth your spirit, we are renewed, we are renewed. When we look to you to give us food, you open your hand, fill us with good. When you hide your face, we are dismayed. When you take away our breath, we fade. 
send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed when you send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed may the glory of our god endure may our god be glad be strong be sure unto you O god our praise we give we will sing your glory while we live when you send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed when you send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed now may evil cease upon the earth wickedness no more but be of worth pleasing god shall be our only goal hallelujah blessed be god my soul when you send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed when you send forth your spirit we are renewed we are renewed we lift our hearts now to god in prayer there are so many prayer concerns that we have spoken and unspoken zoe wilson is going to lead us in our prayer each petition will end with hear us O god our response will be a sung response gracious spirit heed our pleading let us pray We'll sing our response twice at the beginning and once after each petition. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing Help us to follow you. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing. Help us to follow you. Trusting in the Spirit's power, we pray for the church, the world, and all of God's creation. We pray for the church as it receives your Holy Spirit and shares its hope in Christ. Move within our hearts and make us bold in proclaiming the life-giving gospel. Scatter us that we may serve you to the ends of the earth. Hear us, O God. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing, help us to follow you. We pray that your spirit would guide leaders throughout the world as they seek to govern. May they govern with your justice and your righteousness. May your mighty spirit break down walls and hostilities that divide people and nations. In Yemen, in Ethiopia and Sudan, in Palestine and Israel, in Myanmar, in Mexico, and in our own country. Hear us, O God. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing, help us to follow journey feels too hard to bear. Restore the hope of all who despair. Comfort those who are poor, oppressed, persecuted, or without homes. Heal the sick and comfort the grieving. Hear us, O God. Gracious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing. Help us to follow you. We give thanks for all those who serve your people in so many ways. Healthcare workers, members of the military, social workers, faith leaders, first responders, and others. May your spirits sustain them and their families. Protect them and keep them from harm. Hear us, O God. 
Precious Spirit, heed our pleading, fashion us all anew. It's your leading that we're needing, help us to follow you. Receive these prayers, gracious God, and those prayers known only to you. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Please share a sign of peace. Make a personal connection with someone who would like to hear your voice today. Please be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Please be with you. Just a few announcements today. First of all, the flowers are given to us by Stephen Joanne in Thanksgiving for the wonderful and uplifting singers and musicians who share their gifts with us each and every week. And to that, I can only say, amen. Thank you. I'm going to call on Deacon Amy, and she's going to come forward and share a few words with us at this time. Thank you, Pastor Jim. This morning at 9.15 is our final adult ed class of the program year. Dr. Jerry Camry Hogat will be wrapping up his two-week series titled Meet the Heretics. Watch your email for that Zoom link. Sunday school meets in person at 10.30 down the hall every Sunday morning. We enjoy great Bible stories, music, and fun craft projects together. This morning, we will also be meeting on Zoom at 11.45 for those who prefer to gather virtually. Confirmation class continues to meet on Zoom. Our final class of the year will be Sunday, June 6th at 11.45. And our Tuesday youth group continues to meet, alternating between in-person and Zoom meetings. This week will be on Zoom, next week back at the fire pit. Thanks. Thank you, Deacon Amy, and thank you to so many volunteers who help the church uh, run so efficiently and serve so many. Uh, the beautiful pyramids uh, were done behind the scenes. Becky Ladd Loomis uh, came in this week and put up these beautiful red pyramids for us. Becky does that all year long, and we're very thankful. Thank you, uh, Becky. And thank you to all of you for your continued support of our staff and our ministries during this pandemic. We're going to have a mid-year congregational meeting on Sunday, June 13th after the late service. So we'd invite you to join us, find out more about the workings of the church and casting a vision for the future. We're going to dedicate now our entire lives to God as we sing together and pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. Now and forever, now and forever, amen. Now receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gathered and sent to change the world for good and for better, our sending Him gives us words to go out by. Go, make a difference.
a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. We are the salt of the earth called to let the people see the love of God in you and me. We are the light of the world, not to be hidden, but be seen. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. We are the hands of Christ reaching out to those in need. The face of God for all to see. We are the spirit of hope we are the voice of peace. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. So let your love shine on, let it shine for all to see. Go make a difference in the world, and the Spirit of Christ will be with us as we go. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference, we can make a difference. Difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Until next time, be safe.